I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. This is gonna feel real good, alright? Most dope. Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey. everybody how you doing well that's good welcome to broad street hockey radio that's right bsh radio my name is bill Matz, and i am your director of fun and games for the evening uh it's still flyers off season we still haven't made the second overall pick yet it's uh, gonna be another 150 190 days or something until then Charlie's doing quick math. Like I don't think nowhere near that many days. It's what, what are, it feels like, Charlie. What are we talking it's about? What it feels like. Steph's I think it's just like not. sixty-nine days. <laughs> nice. Thanks. When is it? What? June twenty-third. June twenty-third. It's like thirty-nine Friday. days. Yeah, yeah, it's like one hundred and thirty days. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's how math works. It's, it feels that long. And if you feel it, it's true. Uh, This is Broad Street Hockey Radio. We have a lot to get to tonight. It is, while the Flyers are off, we are not. We are still going strong. I did an hour and 15 minute Facebook Live Q&A just Saturday. That was a lot of fun. We've all done hour plus Q&As. Okay, but I'm talking about mine. (laughs) Some of us did like 47 minutes of (laughs) Q&A. I think you did an hour. I don't remember. I blacked out, I think, halfway through. I was fully prepared to start reading from a book, and then I didn't need to. People just kept asking questions. You were just rolling, man. I mean, you were singing. It was amazing. (laughs) Well, somebody asked me about goal songs, so I had to play the goal song I want. Uh, All right, let's just get to it. Let me introduce you to the panel. First and foremost, my broadcast partner in crime, Stephalicious D. Steph Driver. Today is May 15th in the year of our Lord, 2017. The Flyers still have the second pick in the draft, and I still give zero fucks about anything else. NHL hasn't found a way to take it away from us yet. Not yet. yet. Give it time. (laughs) Second pick is the best we can ever get. The man with the observations, Charlie O'Connor. So, I've been a little bit annoyed, I guess, over the past, like, what, 18 hours since the aftermath of the Nashville-Anaheim game? Because we have this this narrative, and this pops up a lot in the playoffs, where if one player complains about another player in a series, it immediately means that the player he's complaining about is in his head, and that obviously, you know, all he's thinking about is this one guy who he happened to mention in a post-game interview. So Ryan Johansson complained about Ryan Kessler for being a dick in Game 2. Number one, Ryan Kessler is a dick. That's sort of just his entire that's his MO. Role. That's his MO. Like that's what he is. That's what he's, he's out there to do. He's an asshole. He bothers the hell out of people and tries to frustrate them. That's his game, and he's good at it. Second, if speaking out against the refs gets them, if speaking out against Kessler gets the refs to pay a little bit more attention to what he's doing, then I think it's a good thing for Nashville. But I think what really irritates me about this is, you know, we scream and we yell about how. Hockey players don't show enough personality. They don't give good quotes. They don't make good stories. They don't make things interesting. And then when one guy actually says, you know what? No, this guy 
is annoying to play against, and he should be ashamed of himself. That's an interesting story. His quote was really good, and, too. And then we spend the next three days talking about, oh, well, this means that, that Ryan Kessler is in Ryan Johansson's head. Like, no, this means that Ryan Johansson hates Ryan Kessler, which should make this series a lot easier to sell to the media. This is a good thing. This isn't uh, something to criticize Ryan Johansson for. Thank God he spoke his mind, because I guarantee you, that in every series, there are players that hate other players on the other team, and they're just scared to say it out loud because they get this bullshit afterwards. No, I want every player on every team to talk about who they hate on the other team because you know what? It makes the series easier to sell. As I heard today people like saying, oh, stop whining. Like, First of all, I think these playoffs have proved more than anything. One, the whole, oh, playoff hockey is different rules is just stupid. Like, no, enforce the rules. Yeah, and the nice. stick work stuff just has to end. Like, no, slashing people doesn't make the game any more enjoyable. Like, I love a big body check and all that kind of stuff, the intensity of hockey, but when it's just like... I love a big sp- body check, too. Spearing people in the dick for no reason and just, like, slashing people on the wrist, that's not entertaining hockey to me. That's just, like, Bush League crap that slows down good players and let's bad teams stay in it longer than they should. Well, this is a thing that extends past the playoffs. This goes to the regular oh, season. Yeah, like, let's look at fucking um, Brandon Manning and Connor McDavid. Like, that's garbage, but that's all you hear yeah. anytime either of those players are met. Well, not Connor McDavid, but anytime you hear Brandon Manning. Well, I mean, what else are you going to talk about with Brandon Manning? Well, that he's bad. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, all you hear about is how he's in Connor's head. Like, Connor McDavid does not give a damn about well, Brandon Manning. He no. does not care. I don't know. If he knows his name, I'm I don't surprised. know about that. I, I would be shocked if he knew his name. Yeah. I mean, that well, now, guy now that, he does. That guy that hit me that time. <laughs> well, do you think he that seemed he, pretty preoccupied with Do you think he'd know his name and be able to pick him up out of a lineup? I don't no, think so. Not a chance. I mean, can anybody pick Brandon Manning up he out looks of like a lineup Michael Richards. other than the homeless Mike Richards? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Mike only reason Richards. I would know who he is. <laughs> ah, the fly by yourself, Kelly Hinkle. So just when you think the NHL can't get any more uh, NHL-y, their star player, Sidney Crosby, takes a header into the boards a mere three or four days after being diagnosed with a mild concussion. Well, actually, no, I don't think he was diagnosed with a concussion. Oh, it was after like six taking... days. No, he had a concussion. It was, he, yeah. was okay. he was diagnosed with a concussion. Okay, he was diagnosed. Okay, so good. That makes it even better. So... Mere days after that happens, he's playing again, takes a header into the low part of the boards that have absolutely no give. And afterwards, we learn that concussion spotters, whose entire function is to make sure that players who might be concussed are pulled from games, could not have pulled him because evidently you can only be concussed if your head hits the ice. Or another player. Or another player. Not the boards, which are made of wood and don't have any give. So it's like... I, I struggle to think of another like multi-billion dollar corporation that gets in its own way as much as the NHL, but this to me was just absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the NFL does. The NFL does. <laughs> do they? Okay, I don't football very they, much. They do. But, yeah. but the it just NFL doesn't matter. also has doctors like there, whereas the NHL does not. They've got one person watching in a room in Toronto yeah, watching it's just, all of the games. And those like, oh, independent wait. neurologists in the NFL are a joke, too. Well, they are, because they're all getting paid by the team. They're surrounded so. by team officials as a player's like, no, your name's Patrick. Like, you're, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just... One guy well, staring out in the space as nine team officials yeah. surround him. When Bill Daly's kind of matter-of-factly was like, well, we decided that you can only get concussed if your head hits the ice, so that's the only time they can pull guys out. It's like, I'm sorry, what? Well, there's, but why? There's a what? couple things. Yeah. There's a couple things How is this? So, 
One, I don't think you can conclusively say after watching the Sidney Crosby check that he did only hit the boards because his head, the way that he went down, he went down pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, he hit the ice, too. So that's that whole thing was bullshit. But number two, the NHLPA agreed to this. That's true. Like they know that they're putting their players at risk. And they're okay with it. Like, when, they agreed to this very specific language. They're cool with it. Yeah, I mean, the players are going to, the players are looking out for not their own long term interests either. So everyone's kind of in on it together. Uh, and it's different now than I believe it was 10, 15 years ago when information was hidden from the players. Like, nah, nah, you're fine. Get back out there. And this is kind of, oh, it's all out there now. You know the risks. You got in hit in that the head. Case, like, can we just stop pretending then? Like this dog and pony yeah, I'd be show fine is with like, it. yeah. Don't feed me a bunch of bullshit. Just no, like, I'd be totally because yeah, the whole no, it's for image. The whole hit your head. I I remember like when I first started playing hockey as a kid. They told you it, your head could absorb no contact, and it was mostly from whiplash because they started. Everyone had to start wearing these. Uh, they were called like Doctor Shock or something mouthpieces that were supposed to be like concussion preventative mm-hmm. mouthpieces because it was all about whiplash and just like. Your jaw, like, coming Vibrating, together, yeah. and that would create, like, enough uh, impact for a concussion. So, it, it is a it is a dog and pony show. No one cares. Uh, the players don't seem to care. They, they, the, the, play, the playoffs, they certainly don't. Yeah, no. no. The, the regular the, season, maybe. The playoffs, though, it's just, like, everything gets thrown out the window. The, the team officials don't seem to care. The league doesn't seem... So, I can only care so much it just because... Me. It frustrates me because they're bullshitting me. You're telling me all this about how you're trying to like do all this for player safety. No, you're not. And I'm fine yeah. with it if you just told me like, "Hey, this is the way things are and this is this is what these people chose to do, so it's fine." But I like don't bullshit me then. Yeah, it just seems odd. And then to me PK that- Subban gets fined for getting hit in the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it I'll just, never get yeah. over it. That was a it thing. was the worst thing I've ever seen. Like if you want to treat these players as assets, fine, but then why wouldn't you want to protect your most valuable asset? That's yeah, the thing. It's it, Crosby. Yeah, Crosby yeah, is it, your most valuable access. It is yeah. weird because, like, at least from the players, like, if you're assuming the players just don't care about their health at the moment, like, they're going to get that money regardless. It's the teams who should be financially incentivized yeah. to protect their players because right. they're going to have to pay Sidney Crosby the millions of dollars whether he can play another game or whether he can't. That's guaranteed. So, like, you would think they would be incentivized, but clearly they don't give a crap. At least, no. like, yeah, in the NFL, your backup offensive lineman has some injury, and it's like, eh, that's the risk. But then, you know, Tom Brady gets rolled up on, and his season's over, and the NFL goes, yeah, no more hits below the knee. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's over with. So, like, at least they protect the guys who make them the money. Like, if you don't protect Crosby, that means you don't give a shit about anybody. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my my thing this week was just I saw I, I gotta just stop because it's I just see something on the internet and then it bothers me for like two days. I got we're on the same page. This bothered me too. Yeah. So I, I can't someone, wait to hear this. One. It was somebody I actually like and like their opinion I enjoy most of the time. But like other than uh, because people are general generally miserable. Uh, I have I, I I just can't understand this complaining about how the NHL playoffs are random. I've done air quotes twice now and I remembered like 
Uh, there is, a, vi- there yeah. is a visual yeah. element. Hello, Facebook people. You can see my air quotes. Uh, <laughs> like, the NHL playoffs are random, and the regular season is meaningless. The regular season is an 82-game job interview in which the eight best candidates from each conference are determined. And they're all pretty close. Like, look at no, look no further than the Flyers' own division. There were 400-point teams, all basically the same. The... The president's trophy winner was no better than the fourth place team, basically, in the division. After that, and you need that long regular season because we all know what sample sizes do. The Flyers, in a 10 game sample size, at one point this season looked like the best team in the league. They weren't one of the five best teams in their own division after 82 games. I, and like people who complain about this randomness and how it does like the seeding doesn't matter and all this and like oh eight seeds win why is that good? Because this is what sports are. The results are what matters. Yes, it is kind of a coin flip between uh, Pittsburgh and Washington, and it's it comes down to a game seven, a two nothing game that could have easily gone the other way. But that's why the results matter. You go out and you win your games. That's why it's a seven game series. I just I can't. I can't comprehend why people would want to, and I enjoy the NBA model, because the NBA Finals every year are the two best teams. They're the two best teams, and that's great. But when there isn't that disparity in terms of you've got LeBron in the East, and then you've got a super team in the West, when you've got 16 legitimate contenders, why not display it in as many, like, you know, Everyone's got to win 16 games. That's how you win a cup. I just hate this idea of this randomness and that it's bad. It's not random. It rewards the winners. Yeah, it's like a weird thing because for as long as I've been a hockey fan, this is kind of the thing that I've loved most about the NHL playoffs, that if you get in, doesn't matter how close it was, doesn't matter how you got there, if you get in, we're all starting from zero and anything can happen. Literally anything can happen. And the idea that a team gets lucky and that's a problem Every team that goes to the the Stanley Cup Finals has gotten lucky in some way. Well, you know, the problem is the nerds thought that they had a formula figured out for luck. They they thought that they had figured out how to calculate luck. It's like dark matter. Just words for things you don't understand. And and this year, this year, they're finding out maybe we didn't have it so right. That's exactly. Maybe you cannot actually calculate for luck. That's exactly what's going on here. Because what happened last year was that the models that everybody, I mean, I'm in the stack community, like, it was like a gigantic victory lap the entire you know playoff run because everybody in the stack community was like look at how great our models did look at how our models were so much better than than the pundits and everything look how awesome stats are and you know what the models did a great job last year they did but models are inherently you know they're 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 percentage based they say that the capitals have a 60 percent chance of winning the series that means that if they play the series 100 times even if that model is perfect that 40 times they lose so like the models aren't necessarily wrong if the if the series don't come out the way that they project that they would because there's random variance in sports that's the way things go and like let's let, let, let's let's even back up a little bit more there really have been three series where the, the statistical models have been straight up wrong. You had Ottawa-Boston, which, yes, Boston, if they were fully healthy, is significantly better on paper than Ottawa. However, Boston was injury-ravaged, so that makes sense why they lost that series. You have St. Louis-Minnesota. Jake Allen stood on his head. That's one difference between hockey and basketball. In basketball, there's not one there's dude not a guy who just standing, stands in yeah. front of the net and his only job Blocks is to stop. every shot. Like, Minnesota dominated that series from a shot attempt and shot differential standpoint. Jake Allen was just incredible. And then you had the Pittsburgh-Washington series. You had two good teams. You had Washington probably play better than them in most of that series, but 
Some bounces didn't go their way. Hope he got outplayed by Flurry, and the, the the Capitals just totally laid an egg in the third period of Game 7. That's how you lose those types of series. Like It wasn't as if one of the teams that was loved by the models was getting destroyed by the team that was hated by the models. It was just that crazy stuff happens in playoff series, and that's fine. And that's maybe, okay. maybe because the models were so accurate last year, everyone kind of assessed their team and assessed their style, and there's just much less disparity. Maybe a lot of teams looked at the way things went last year and said, ah, look at Pittsburgh. We should probably be a little more like them because uh, they're pretty good. Maybe we should do what they do. Like, I I just, uh, it bothers me that, so you can't enjoy the fun part of sports. If you knew the ending, why would you watch? Yes. But the thing is that it's not that they, a, a lot, and, and like, I, I, I like the vast majority of the people in the stack community, but like, the people in the stack community really, really want to be right. And this year, they were not right. And that bothers people because they want to be right. And that's really my mind like, was, I was listening, Which is totally okay. Yeah. Like, it's okay to want to be right. But like, calm down. Like, because if your models were right once and then they were not right again, you just have to go back and rework them. Yeah, and, and, and maybe you don't have to rework them. Maybe the models are fine. And this is just one of the 40% of the probability based. Yeah, like exactly. somebody wins the lottery, even though there's a like 99.9% yeah. chance against winning, somebody wins the lottery. I mean, the Flyers did. Yeah, Flyers. <laughs> like, I was listening to... And I uh, care about nothing else. I was listening to like a political pollster the other day when he was talking about a poll he took and he went... 60% means 6 out of 10. If we change one person's mind, it's a dead heat. If we change two people's minds, we win in a landslide. Like, percentages are, it's not what it always looks like. <sighs> Steph, do you got the song ready to go? Or? Absolutely not. Okay, well then we're just going to talk about Sorry. this Sorry. <laughs> it's all right, you were at McDonald's. I was, I was, uh, I'm eating. <laughs> Sorry. So we're going to start uh, our Flyers talk with, um, basically what we're going to start our Flyers talk with for the next month or so until this draft finally freaking happens. Nico versus Nolan, and I just want to know, have you heard anything to sway you one way or another? Have you heard anything that you believe the Jersey Devils are swayed one way or another with who to pick at one? Give me your thoughts as they've been perhaps updated in the last week or two since all this fanfare occurred. So I, I've been sticking by my original, this is who I want. And other than just, yes, like I want both of them because really I do. I, I want Nolan Patrick. Like that's who I want. Um, I've decided to just embrace the fact that I like that he's a big center and that's what I want. So Charlie, was it you who mentioned that Craig Button flipped his pick. Yeah, I'll let you talk about them. I won't steal your <laughs> No, I mean, that was just what happened right after they yeah. won the lottery, that he switched it from being Nolan Patrick as his number one in his mock draft to, to he share. Um, in terms of where I'm at, like I think I said a couple weeks ago I was leaning toward he share. I, I think one one thing I'm, I've been kind of turning over my head is that like I just want the Flyers to get one of these guys, and I don't want them to be in a position where they overthink and they go for somebody else because, oh, well, you know, Patrick's injury prone and all this other crap. Like, just get one of these two guys. And, and hope it turns out. And, and, just take one of the two best guys. Yeah, and I do feel like one of the reasons why I'm especially rooting for the Devils to take Patrick is because I think it's almost impossible to imagine a scenario where if they take Patrick that the Flyers will not take Heashier. Whereas I could plausibly envision a scenario where if the Devils take Heashier and the Flyers' doctors are scared away by Patrick, they go somewhere else. So like, one of the reasons why I'm rooting for the Devils to go for Patrick is because I think there's 
no chance they'd let Heischer pass. Okay. And yeah. So that, that's that's kind of where I just want one of the two. I'm yeah. really high on both of them. I'm I, really high on that's, both. I said, I, I said on the Facebook Live thing that I just wanted Nolan Patrick because I don't want to be mispronouncing freaking Nico Heischer for the next 10 years. <laughs> I like, want It's just Heischer. easier for me to say Nolan Patrick, but again. Let me just say Nico. Yeah. I could say Nico. Yeah. I want it's Nico. I think we're going to get Nolan. I, I, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Too. Yeah. I, I, I'd be happy with that. I'm hoping. Yeah. I, they're going to end up with one of the two. So no matter what, it's good. I just. You know, it's people keep tweeting me like, "Who do you want?" I'm like, "It's not up to me." Yeah, and it's not up to the <laughs> flyers. Not up to the flyers. It's yeah. not up to the flyers. It's up they're to gonna, the devils, they're basically. They're gonna get what's left, and so it's really like, yeah, we can come up with reasons why either of them is good, and basically they're just justifications to make us happy with no matter what the devils do. Because when uh, when the Eagles had the number two pick a couple of years ago. I was pr- I hated Jared. I liked Paxton Lynch more than Jared Goff. Really, and I was praying the Rams didn't like. Oh yeah, we're taking Wentz. St- tricked you. I was like, oh, trade out of it. Trade out of it if that happens. <laughs> you like, just trade it up. Yeah, trade back. Yeah. <laughs> like in that scenario, I thought there was only one guy who fit for the Eagles. In this instance, I believe. Both are fine. Yeah. I'm not going to be disappointed with either. And a lot of that, like, you know, I've seen a college football game. I'm not going to pretend I know these guys' games up and down. I can do all the reading and highlight reel watching I want. I can't properly assess them until I've seen them. Until until I've seen them in the NHL, which isn't going to happen until they're on one of the teams. Exactly. Yeah, and one thing I did bring up on Twitter, I think last week, um, and this this kind of contradicts what I just said about I could see theoretically the Flyers passing up on Patrick – if the Flyers pass up on Nolan Patrick, I have to believe they have some type of inside info. And the reason why I'm saying this is because Ron Hextall played for the Brandon Wheat Kings. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are people in the in the Brandon Wheat Kings organization that the Flyers have very strong connections with. McCrimmon's brother was, I believe, their coach or their GM, one of the two. Like They have connections there that are right alongside and watching Nolan Patrick play for significant periods of time. Plus, they were probably scouting the hell out of the team anyway because Provorov Provorov, was there. So, like, if they were to pass on Patrick, I'd have to think they're getting some type of important, useful information from someone in the organization. Because that's got to be, like, Hextall's friggin', like, if he's got any any junior team on speed dial, it's the Brandon Wheat Kings. Well, he doesn't like pizza, so. He doesn't like pizza or chocolate. That's a problem. Do you really think that they would, though? That they would pass on Patrick. Yeah. The only way I could see them passing on Patrick is if they just decided that the injury risks that, that like because when they go when they go to the combine, you're going to get like doctors to review them and stuff. Right. And if, if the Flyers doctors are like, hey, you know, this guy's going to keep getting hurt over and over again, then maybe they go for Villardi or Glass or something. Do you think they might trade down in that case? Oh God, I would die. I would die. Like that. Know. That would literally be the end of my fucking life. But if, if the fly, not- if they if they won number two in the draft lottery. And then they trade down. That would be that would be the end. Like, but that would, say but, they get five what? and another asset. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I don't, I don't care. That would, yeah. uh, unless like unless know. it's. Uh, um, I'm I'm so flustered right now. I can't even think of names. Um, uh, Nylander or Dreisaitl. Like I don't give a fuck. Like no, do not. I I, I can't. But if they're not going to take, that Patrick. would be the end of it. Yeah, if they just if, if yeah. they they're look, not going to take, but, Nolan but why? Why would they not? Because because like he's an injury risk. Something. Like I think that, because if their doctors like, say he's going to play sixty games every year, oh, if the God. doctors come to you and say he's going to play sixty every year, I'd, I'd rather have sixty games for twenty years than eighty-two games for three. That 
is okay. Nobody. That's not a real thing, though. That's not something. That's but I mean, every, well, what I'm saying is, someone who's hurt every year is going to have a 20 year every, elite career. Everybody's an injury risk. We're like we're the way that we're overthinking this is is going to drive me insane. Like, we still have over a month to go. Like we still have over a month to go. It's a one two draft. It's going to be. Heisher or Patrick? Like, it's, I, I think most likely it's Charlie going to be started or Patrick. it. Patrick. Damn it, Charlie! But I do agree with Kelly that yes, if you've if you're the Flyers and you've decided that you're definitely not going to take Patrick, then yeah, you'd want to explore trading down, but like not far. No, no, like, no. You like want to trade down? You're not five, going back down five. to thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Like four or five. Like, like, like if, if you're gonna if you've decided that Cody Glass is your guy, then if you can get him at four and pick up a couple more picks, then I'd rather do that. Than yeah, take why him not? Two. Ugh. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna have a stro- I'm gonna have a stroke right, before well, this. Before you die, hit the song. Really, before this draft, I am going to have a stroke. I'm if we can sure. kill Steph, that would be huge. If she were to die on the air, oh, thank you. Well, that would the, be big. This, this went really dark. I mean, think about the number of listens we would get. It people was like, would watch over. And oh, over. Now, now, now this is network. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm all as right. mad as hell. Before before I play this song, number one, if I die on air, someone has to take Charlie home, and someone has to go take care of my pets. <laughs> <laughs> Someone watch walk missing. No, Charlie can just have your car if you die. Let's talk about goalies. Yes. <laughs> I freaking hate him. Uh, <laughs> next subject. Okay, now, uh, a couple of goalies came off the board uh, lately for uh, for uh, Flyers' potential off-season targets to fill that void they have in net right now. Uh, ben Bishop, signed by the Stars, the Dallas Stars. Thank Six God. years, 29 and a half. Uh, it's a big thing. A lot of Flyers fans were nervous that Hextall was going to go make a, a, a stupid investment in a goalie, and this basically takes the the big-ticket item yeah. off the board. They can't go make that if there's going to be a bad contract handed out this summer other than TJ Oshie. It, it was going to be to Ben Bishop. The Stars have handed that contract out. The Flyers no longer can. And, uh, yes, Carolina traded for Scott Darling and gave him a four-year deal. Uh, reasonable money, 16.6. That's yeah, it's, a bas- good, it's a good gamble. That's basically what Mason was making, right? Yeah. 4.1 a year? Yeah, okay. Yeah, about that. But uh, those are two possible targets for the Flyers are gone now. Have has anything else changed anyone's mind? Where do you think the Flyers are going in net? Steve Mason, <laughs> Charlie, still and possible. Kurt, Charlie and Kurt convinced me in Slack chat today about what we're gonna do, and I don't like it. Yeah, what are I, we doing then, um, Charles? I, I'm just coming to the like not a realization, but I'm just starting to come around on the idea that like the guy who they're probably gonna target is Jonathan Bernier. Like, okay. I, just, I just think that's probably if I if I had to bet, I would say that's the guy who they're going to target. There's the LA connection. Dillaball coached him. You know, Dillaball's the goalie coach in, in Philly now. Used to be in LA. Hextall obviously knows him, and he's not going to be that expensive. He had a pretty good year as backup in Anaheim this year. He has showed flashes in Toronto. He had a really good first year. I think his second year was okay, and his third year is when he really went off the rails. I just He just strikes me as the most likely option because I don't think he's going to cost that much in terms of term. There's the, the Hextall knows him, and 
he can, he can play 40, 50 games a year. That, that to me, Bernier is healthy Neuvert. Yeah, I, that's I, who I, I think I'm he cool is. With that. Neuvert cool had that an question. awful year, and it might like he might suck now. Like it might just I don't know. He might just be terrible. But to me, he's okay. Yeah, like he's I agree been with that. he's had a decent enough career. I I, I see Bernier as Neuvert who can play twice as many games because he's not you know hurt every 10 yeah yay i'm i'm okay with bernier i don't that's fine yeah i mean it's just it's it's not like a it's not a horrible thing it's just sort of uninspired well it's it it brings you could he is he a starting goalie is he a number one he's he's Uh, more like neuver right you know he's like a he could be in a tandem which is what this would be which is which is just god another year of garbage in in net like i know that they're not necessarily garbage players but it would be so nice just to have an actual number one goalie I mean, it'd be cool. And they had like, Mason I mean, for a couple nice. years I was when he say was a number we one goalie. Had, we had one. I mean, this year he certainly wasn't, but in the past he had been. Because they were forcing him to play in a tandem. He, yeah. He would certainly argue that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he That's did. More than very vocally. <laughs> more, like, I, I, I very much agree with Mason's opinion on tandems. They, They're trash. They honestly just don't work. It's no. a great theory. I, I don't see them working. I I don't see one that is working. Uh, who, who thought Nelson Mandela was a hockey player? Was that Bernier? Nelson Mandela? No. What? What? Okay. Do you I remember mean, that? I mean, what? maybe. I I don't know the story, but it sounds. Funny. There was like there was this banquet, uh, like a Nelson Mandela like uh, like banquet, and someone was just like came up to. Was it Bernier? I don't, I'm I'm googling. Someone now. came up to some NHL. Yes, goalie. it was. It was Bernier. <laughs> Oh, now I want him. Steph, find that clip. I will. Find and he's they're like asking him about Nelson Mandela, and he's just like talking about like some. He's just, yeah, you know, he did so much for his sport and all sports. <laughs> like he didn't know that anything about it. Amazing. He didn't know a single thing about oh, it, and it was hilarious. Wow. He didn't. I don't even think he specifically called him a hockey player, but he just implied. He just like implied that he was a famous athlete. All right, like, I, I, it's it's a minute long, and I don't know where in in this minute. See what happens. Ask you, I mean, yeah. obviously Nelson Mandela, one of the most significant historical figures of the, of the 20th century. What, what knowledge or awareness did you have of, of him growing up, or when did you learn of him? Well, obviously growing up, you uh, he's one of the, the most known athletes uh, in the world, and uh, a lot of impact in any kind of sport that he did, and uh, that I, you know, even playing hockey, uh, Everyone knows him, right? From from being the type of person that he was off the ice and, and on the ice, and so unfortunate that he passed away a year ago. But um, you know, he he changed a lot uh, while he was with us, and he's uh, he's a tremendous guy. Uh, he sounds so uh, sure. He met that is, That's unbelievable. You know, See, th- this is where hockey cliches go bad. <laughs> yeah. So this was this was. Uh, he got pucks deep. He yeah. got him to the net. Like, Gave one hundred and ten percent. He was a great guy in the room. <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> this was at a Toronto Raptors Giants of Africa event. That is everything about that is yeah, I, I, amazing. Cel- I was legitimately wondering, Nelson like Nelson Mandela. Yeah, like, like that's who, like, the, the sign. In, oh, yeah, like who would ask him that? And it was like, okay, well, I guess in that kind of event, you could understand why they would ask a hockey player. Mandela. Oh, Funny. bless his heart! <laughs> Everything oh about God. that was amazing. He went, hey, he didn't. He went. He went. He didn't go to school <laughs> yeah, to play school. That's he true. He, he, there to he play plays hockey, hockey, not school. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but there's there's other. Now guys. I real. Now I'm inspired. That, I want Jonathan Bernier. Yeah, can we get him now? I need locker room access next season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna throw gotcha questions at him all year. <laughs> oh my God, that but, uh, that was incredible. Thank you, Corey O'Connor, for bringing that up because that was amazing. That was good. Unbelievable. But there are other guys in that are still 
available. Like now we have we have Darling gone, Bishop's off the market, but there's there's other other goalies that they could go after. And like just Steve, to name some of them, Steve Mason. There's your boy Ryan Miller, um, Brian Elliott, uh, Anders Nilsson, Chad Johnson, who um, not is not Osho Cinco, but uh, Bill Meltzer wrote. But are you wrote, sure? Wrote, wrote, well, I mean, he might be. <laughs> I've never actually seen Chad Johnson. The there goalie, we go. So could be the same person. Never but, seen him and Osho Cinco in the same place yeah, at the same time. What, what do you know? <laughs> but no, uh, Meltzer wrote a column. Uh, I guess this would because you'll be probably watching this on Tuesday. He wrote a column on Monday morning, basically saying like, "Don't count out Chad Johnson as a possibility. Could be. He's not terrible." Then there's Pavlek, there's Keith Kincaid, and then of course there's Steve Mason. Hey, he is going Steve to be a free Mason. agent. I want to trade for Moff. I know things about him. I well, Mark Andre so bad. Well, Moff, Moff. So there's there's a couple things that I have to say about Mark Andre Fleury. I just deep I'm, down in my black heart, I want uh, Mark Andre in the city. He's having a good playoffs. Yeah. He's having a good playoffs. He's got what two years left, yep. which is like just perfect. just in the perfect spot. Um, also, because he's having this strong playoff performance, watch them protect him. Like watch I will Pittsburgh die. protect they would, they him. Would never be that. Well, they, they, they have to. Say, they, right now they, they have to. Be, right? Who else? Who else yeah, needs a goalie? What's probably going to happen is they're probably going to trade him to Vegas. That 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 to me seems like the most logical. Like he's going to be the starting goalie for Vegas. Or Vegas doesn't take that trade, makes them protect him so that they take Matt Murray. Yeah, because I would rather. But have they would him. rather if they're going to lose one of them for nothing. It's going to be the older one. I, I I feel like. But why would Vegas do that? Because there might be another team also going after him. I mean, yeah, if they're the only team chasing Flurry, then then yeah, they can play Harbaugh. But if there's multiple teams and there's a market, then you want to give up something for them. I, I look, I I don't think Pittsburgh, I, cannot... I don't think Pittsburgh is going to lose going to lose Murray under any circumstances. I think if mm-hmm. if the wor- worst case scenario, they just buy out Flurry and they take the hit. Hmm. I don't know. They're they're playing him. Oh, Murray's been injured. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm eating. He's better now, but. <laughs> Flurry's been playing too well to get pulled. I out. would just love it if we had Flurry here, like just to see. It would be fun just because the Pittsburgh fans wouldn't like it at all. No, we'll see. Here's just what, because yeah. Bill likes watching the world burn. See, here's what's going to oh, well. happen. Here's what's going to happen, Bill. So Vegas knows <laughs> that Pittsburgh would never trade Flurry directly to the Flyers. So Vegas Ooh, is going. Way. Vegas is going to trade for Flurry and then flip Flurry to the Flyers for Neuvert. There oh we go. You. Charlie, are you drunk? I'm having so much fun with this. <laughs> the expansion draft is going to be the best week of my life. I might go to Vegas for the NHL awards oh, just Jesus. for this. You have my attention. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is going to be so great. But I, I am right. And all you people can just <laughs> suck it. I mean, I feel like the audience at that award show is filled with extras, so we could probably get in. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. We could probably get uh, in. Yeah, like Tony X didn't even show last year, so... Travis, we want to go. We want to go to the NHL awards. Travis, buy us plane tickets. Thank you. <laughs> but your guy Ryan Miller, mm-hmm. the one thing that has been brought up is that I believe his wife is an actress, and the the, the theory is that he's going to want to stay on the West Coast somewhere mm. and not come east. I mean, I guess if the Flyers would be the only team chasing after him, he might not have a choice. But it seems like it's unlikely she any good? because of that. I'm writing a horror movie right now. Is she any good? I can I can guarantee you're a part in it. Oh, you're, you're making a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, how much true? money you got? <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> I can guarantee you a report in that if Ryan Miller, if Ryan will Miller come comes here. to yeah. Philly. Um, pay in hoagies. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with Ryan Miller. I think we, we, we all kind of are in agreement that like on a one-year deal, that'd be fine. Yeah, I'm sure he wants to go to a team closer to contending. Don't you watch, you the, watch Anger Management? No, you don't. Never mind. The show? movie with Adam Sandler? Um, I don't know, actually. <laughs> Isn't that a show, too? I don't know. Might have been. Uh... 
What do we think of Dallas like having these three goalies now? Like what is they got a lot of goalies. They're gonna buy someone out. No one's trading. They said that they don't have to because they're okay in cap space. But like no one's trading for either of those guys. I I would think they're gonna buy out the Emmy because like so. I believe Stanley Cup winning goaltender Anthony Emmy. I mean, beat Michael Layton, so obviously he's awesome. No, I I think the uh, the. The, the giveaway was when Bishop signed. He literally said in his, his interview with the, the Dallas media that he's really looking forward to playing with Kerry Lettinen. It's like, yeah, okay, well, I good mean, stuff. Well, th- that oh. might, may, may show like who the organization told him he would be playing with. That's like well, when, LeBron, Anti-Niemi. when LeBron wrote that letter, like, really looking forward to meeting all the guys and like left out the two guys they were definitely going <laughs> to yeah. trade for Kevin Love. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention Because that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not you. Well, the, the other thing that happened was Ben Bishop said that Vegas wants a younger goalie. Like, they were not. Oh, he did say that, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like, Interesting. Yeah. They I didn't were catch not. that. Yeah, he said that they were not. That was never going to be a destination for him because they want someone younger. Huh. Which well, maybe they Michael Neuvert's younger than Ben Bishop by, by like a year. <laughs> younger two, maybe. <laughs> no, Why like, would Vegas like tell Ben year. Bishop their plans? Maybe well, I mean, they, they, might, want... they, they might just told him they're not going. They're not going to chase after him. Like they just told him, yeah, we're looking for someone younger. When they were literally just like, we're yeah, not we're looking, not for, looking you. for you. No, that's that's true. Like, yeah. that's a fair point. <laughs> that's what the, that's what it was. Maybe. But one thing about the Dallas situation that is interesting, I don't want them to go this route because I don't think Niemi is very good and I don't think Lettman's very good, but you could envision this being a situation where Hextall could theoretically trade for one of those guys knowing that not only would he get a goalie who's only signed for one more year, Dallas would probably give them assets too. So like you Ooh. could envision a scenario where like they get like yes. a, like a second round pick plus Niemi just to take for the taking deal. on the contract. So like and that's something that I could plausibly see Hextall considering because he's big into like you know maximizing draft picks and whatnot. I'm fine with it because play better in front of them. Like the goaltending was as bad as it possibly could have been this year, <laughs> and they were in the playoff chase. So if it's just if it's just good. They'll be in, and they're not winning the cup regardless. And if they do, it'll take some incredible performance out of like Ivan Provorov doing an Eric Carlson impression and so, Nolan Patrick. Yeah, and so that's great. So if that happens, it's just gravy. Uh, what do we have next? So, oh. what, what, I mean, who do you guys want as a goal? Like, what are the who Steve are the guys? Mason. So Steve yeah. Mason, but like, if it's not Steve Mason, no, but that's my only option, Steve Mason. <laughs> well, now I want Jonathan Bernier. Oh yeah, because he's Mandela. <laughs> Bernier is I'm fine with. I like Ryan Miller a lot. I just think that would be good. But it all, I just don't want Mason or Neuvert back. I'm done with them. Uh, Mason was fine. He had a nice little time here. I'm just done with him. Time to move on. Carter Hart. They won zero playoff series with him in net. I'm over it. (laughs) I mean, I... I don't want either of them back. It's over, Johnny. I I disagree with... All of that, but which I part? Think, uh, all of it, the whole thing, all of it. Yes, <laughs> including which, which including part? the word yes. the as well. Yes, including <laughs> the fact that they never won a playoff series with him in net has absolutely nothing to do with him specifically. They've also never won a playoff series with Ivan Provorov, so he must be a bust. All right, we'll like, give Provorov four years, and if they still haven't won a playoff series, I'll say, hey, you know oh, what? Shut up. You know, what? <laughs> thank you. Come on, man. Come on, Bill. <laughs> Um, I thought the whole point of this thing was to win playoff series. Uh, no, no, the whole point of this thing is to build a sustainable winning team. Which eventually will result in playoff series. If that and, and takes we'll, more than four years, I'll have jumped off a bridge. Well, it's, it's already let, taken let, let, let's, more let, than let, four let's years. Keep, let's keep Bill away from bridges for the near future. Okay? <laughs> it's a good thing that we record in New Jersey and he lives in New that Jersey. That is a good thing. <laughs> we have overpasses. It's, 
True. Um, I forgot everything that I was going to say. I don't even know. Enjoy your food. Thank you. I'm just going to keep eating. Maybe just stow Lars and Lion. Maybe they can just both do it. <laughs> that would well, be a disaster. Maybe. Well, who's, who's would it be? be? Would it be worse than it was this year? Yeah, probably. Maybe Las Vegas <laughs> is going to want Stellars, the Golars, because did I say they want, want a young goalie? They want a young goalie. Yeah. Um, well, we can't do that because then we have no one at the, in the AHL level because Sandstrom. He's not AHL yeah, he eligible. Play in the AHL oh, he's not? This year. No, and no. Sandstrom went and signed another year in the SHL. God, I hate AHL rules. Whatever. So Just go sign some guy. I mean, a, they could bring down the college about the dudes. Phantoms. I don't care about the Phantoms winning. I care, I care a lot more about the Phantoms is. than I do about the Flyers right now in this moment. No, that's not true. We've got the second pick. There you go. <laughs> I lied. Steph's, Steph's happy again. I lied. Okay. <laughs> Nothing matters. Right. So uh, this came up during the uh, my Facebook Live Q&A on Saturday, which you can find at broadstreethockey.com and on their uh, Facebook page or something. Uh it's the it's the ghost contract and uh, Charlie, you you did a lot of legwork here, and it's something we've been talking about in terms of how unique his situation is yeah. and looking for comparables. It's more difficult than you'd think. Like you had the Klingberg and the Zaitsev contracts are the ones people go to, but it's oh, it's they're different situations, yeah, and finding the same as him is it's kind of hard. Yeah, it's not perfect. Like so, you look at. What's Ghost's situation at this point? He's 24 years old, two years of NHL experience, three more RFA years, and uh, and his, his entry-level contract ex- just expired. So it's not like he's on a bridge deal or anything. Mm-hmm. Like He's just finishing up his ELC. So you look at Klingberg. Klingberg was 23 when he signed his deal, or at the start of his deal, uh, a year younger than Ghost. He had, uh, he had four years of RFA, and he had just one full NHL season under his belt. So that's less experience, less leverage. And he was buying out four years of RFA, so that probably contributed to the fact that his cap had ended up being, you know, 4.25 mil. Then you have Zaitsev. Zaitsev is 25 with one year of NHL experience. So, like, his situation, while, you know, it's nice to look at it and be like, yeah, I'll just give him the Zaitsev deal. Like, they're not exactly comparable. And it's funny. There were two comparables that I did find today when I was looking at it, and two people I did not think I was going to consider to be contract comparables. But the first was Kevin Shattenkirk in 2013. Uh, he signed a four-year, $17 million contract when he was 24 with three years of NHL experience and three years of RFA control. So that's one more year of NHL experience, but same age, you know, similar type of situation. You see me doing long division. There you go. <laughs> um, ghost long division. And and their their points per game are pretty similar. Uh, ghost a little bit higher. He's around .6. Shattenkirk at the time was around .54. So relatively comparable. And Shat's four-year deal would be about a $4.8 million cap hit oh, if, you you account, right if you account for the fact that the, the ceiling has went up since mm-hmm. 2013. Charlie accounts for us being dumb. It's, he, he, well, that's he, what I was sitting here. I was, the best. I was like four into 17. <laughs> oh, no. He, carry over. I was bringing over denominators. He, he takes care of us. Yeah. yeah. So, going, you had, so you had Shattenkirk. And then you have Jay Gardner, who this was in 2014, signed a five-year, $20.5 million contract. He was also 24 at the time. He also only had two years of NHL experience, but he did not score as well as Ghost did. And he got a, what would essentially amount to about a $4.28 million cap hit on that five-year deal if you account for the, the growth of the, of the cap ceiling. So – you know, I look at it and it's like, okay, you know, maybe he's somewhere in between the two. Maybe he's more on the Shattenkirk end, that high four range if you sign him to a long-term deal. But then you get into the question of, is that what the Flyers and or Gossis Bear want to do? Do they want to go long-term or does Ghost think 
this was just a bad luck year. I should sign a two-year deal and then get paid like Subban did mm-hmm. two years down the road, get a you know an eight, nine million dollar a year contract. Like I could see Ghost thinking he's gonna do that. For I could also, sure. I could also theoretically see the Flyers thinking, you know, maybe we're not totally sold on this guy. Maybe we don't want to lock And the Flyers also, and I know you can't I guess you can't wager the known for the unknown, but Ghost is still kind of in the unknown territory because if you do, you don't know if he's the player he was his rookie year, he's the player he was this year, or some kind of happy medium. I mean, I mean for for me, Ghost is a known. Yeah, but I, but I could plausibly see the Flyers seeing. But him as you also like have to look at the unknown of at some point. Provorov is going to need a deal at some point. Are we going to figure out that Sanheim is better than Ghost? Are we going to figure out that Myers is better than Ghost? And then are we paying our fourth or fifth defenseman like close to four and a half million dollars? See, but that's fine by me. Like if you're paying him in the four to five million dollar range, you're paying him like a second pair of defenseman. And if you can lock up Gossespear to a contract that pays him like a second pair of defenseman, then who, then use him as a second pair of defenseman. Even if you have to use him as your five, considering the amount of power play minutes he's going to get, he's probably still going to get second pair. I'm minutes fine on with it. I just. If you get to a point where you have to lose a better player, then you're like, eh, I don't know about this. We're kind of in the exact same situation where we were, where we're overpaying for a blue line that's underperforming. I don't think that there's any point in time that Shane Gossespierre would be a worse player than Andrew McDonald, and Andrew McDonald gets paid $5 million a year. All right, yeah, but that was a huge mistake. Yeah. Well, of course, ta- of course it was. But I'm by talking the time- about Sanheim, Myers, and Proverall. Well, I understand what you're saying, but by the time that that's going to be a concern... Andrew McDonald, God willing, will be off the books. So it, it, there's no way that he's going to be that bad. Yeah, and and also like if you sign, like there's just, it just sorry. Let, let, let's say you structure a deal not because I mean we've all been talking about the Klingberg deal and the Zaitsev deal as like the comparable. So we have this in our head like, well, he's going to get seven years if they go long term. If they go four or five years and they modeled after the Shattenkirk or, or Gardner deals. Shattenkirk, you know, he was in the situation that you're kind of describing, where it's basically like, well, we really like Shattenkirk in St. Louis, but we you know, Petrangelo. You know, we have Petrangelo, Pareko's, you know, broken out. Like, we don't know if we want to lock him up to this gigantic deal. And then they traded him. Like, if you sign into a four or five year deal, you at least give yourself that kind of flexibility that if things work out where Myers and Sanheim and Provorov are all better than Gosses Bear and he's the fourth or fifth guy on the depth chart, you could trade him. Yeah, so that does give you some flexibility there. That's why I get nervous about a seven-year deal, even for a guy that we're as confident about as goes, just because it doesn't give you the kind of flexibility that you get with a shorter deal. I just think I have but like hey, long-term contract PTSD from that McDonald deal. Nashville, Nashville moved the Weber contract. Well, and if you yeah. can move, the, of course, the cap recapture all falls back on them if yeah. he retires early, so it's a bit of a different situation. And, and, and move David Clarkson. Yeah. Anything can happen. And I feel like Weber, though, too, is more like, like Weber is the the ideal defenseman for hockey people. Yeah. For whereas Gosses Bear is like the less the you know the antithesis of the mm-hmm. hockey people's defenseman. Yeah. So and if it's a front office that turned on PK Subban, it's like oh you know who you'll love? <laughs> it's this Shea Weber guy. He once took someone's head and smashed it into the boards. <laughs> yeah. He was like the the PK Subban antidote. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but so there. The, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Steph. There was um, an article over on the Hockey News. About Buffalo, um, which is Wyoming or New York? New York. Okay. Um, Go on. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm assuming there's a Buffalo in Wyoming, but there that is, that, yeah. that joke fell really flat. Yeah, that was for me. You tried though. I like it. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, that saying basically that the Sabers should offer sheet Shane Gossespierre. 
<laughs> which that'd be so funny like <laughs> I would die okay Buffalo <laughs> um, and it goes on to say they'd have to make the sort of offer that Philadelphia would be willing to refuse um, but with the Flyers defensive depth and the growing rift between Goss's Bear and coach Dave Haxtall Ghost Bear rift. might be up for grabs Huh. Growing rift. Okay, number one. Let's let's even <clears throat> let's even stop before this growing rift thing. Which whatever. Yeah. What defensive depth? Like I, it's get, all the like, prospects. Like I get yeah, that they have the prospects, but like we don't know if these guys are going to be NHL players. Yeah. We think they are. We hope they are, but like we don't know. Right now, the Flyers' defensive depth is Ivan Provorov, Radkogudis, and Shane Gossesbear. They are the only three defensemen they have that we are confident are legitimate NHL defensemen. That's it. So like. Let's not talk about giving away one of the defensemen they have and when we don't even have a full defense that's any good. Spoil, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, Radko Gudis is getting shipped to Washington in my Ovechkin tree. Oh, really? oh God, help us. <laughs> Cannot wait for that one. Uh, all right, yeah. It would be, I would just love um, for Buffalo to try something like that and Ron Hextall to use his Chris Chelios fury. Like, to financially then ruin that small market bullshit team. Like, okay. The Sabres? Yeah, you, oh, you, you offer sheeted ghost, huh? Well, next 10 years is going to be really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who owns the Flyers? Comcast. So you Guess got, who you, owns you, you, the you, league? NBC. <laughs> Guess who owns NBC? Comcast. So you got, you got Jack Eichel, huh? And he doesn't seem happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, Jack, want to come to Philly? <laughs> Hundred mil. <laughs> yeah, no. Jack, we will give you a lot of and stock in Comcast. I, I can't imagine being Buffalo and sinking the one that kind of money in the ghost, and then two the kind of assets like the the draft picks you'd have yeah. to surrender for yeah. that, and the kind of deal you'd have to give up. Like it would be a mistake. Now, if I was Nashville, I'd do it just to be like, <laughs> just, to with the fuck, just to say fuck, fuck you, guys. you. Yeah, that'd be really funny. But uh, all right, so aside from the ghost deal and the potential of the Jordan Wheel drama that could actually play out, that's going to be the mo- other than just what happens at the expansion draft. And Jordan Wheel ties into that. Yeah. If they're going to yeah. resign him, are they going to protect him and all that? There's really not much else transaction-wise that's going to occur, like bringing in an outsider. It's going to dear God, it better not because if we see another Boyd Gordon and another Dale Weiss this this off season, <laughs> like that's uh, I'm jumping off the bridge. Like that's it could be, be it. worse. T.J. Oshie would be way worse. I've been th- I, like I told you the other yeah. day. I've got I've got this feeling, and I'll it makes me it makes me vomit. sick. I don't like it. Like that, where? that they're gonna like, go. Like it's just it's just where a feeling. Are they gonna put him? Well, I don't where where'd they put Dale Weiss? Where'd they put Boyd well they put Boyd Gordon in Lehigh Valley, yeah. but <laughs> in the press box. put him somewhere. <laughs> in the press in, in the press box with an injury. Chris Vandevelde's spot on the penalty kill. I, I mean, technically, Dale, all Dale Weiss did, at least in terms of sliding it, was he basically took Ryan White's spot for more money. I mean that's basically what Dale Weiss did. They don't have spots available this year. Like Oh, know, I know. The only way you're the only way I could I could justify maybe going after Oshie, and this is gonna give you a heart attack, but like if they traded Shen. If they traded Shen and then signed Oshie to basically be a better Shen. Like, okay, that makes some sense. But he's older. I mean, I agree. I, I don't think it's a good and idea. He's gonna but get I'm saying so like I could so much see money. It. Way too much money. Well that's okay because no one likes Dave Haxtall, even if he's already coached them before, so he's not actually gonna come here. <laughs> that's yeah, true. That- it's, it's going to be a deterrent. Like, yeah, oh, we have this like, in. Not like, going to that we man. Have, we have this in. It's like, yeah, Drake Drake, Drake Kajula is sitting there like, I ain't fucking going. Cal- there. Caligula. I don't I'm going like to be guy. as far away as possible. They're on the East Coast. Guess where I'm going? Pacific Northwest. Other Edmonton. side of the border. Like, <laughs> 
But we, we, we touched on this last week, though, about, like, we're talking about space, and we last week, yeah. a couple weeks ago, we talked about, like, all I the I think it's all I talk whatnot. about. Yeah, but it, it's funny how, like, you think back to February. If you probably, if you go back and listen to our shows in February, we were talking about how the Flyers, you know, they had two centers that were any good, and that was it. Now, they there's a chance, like, obviously, they had Drew and Couturier. They traded for Philpola. They're going to get a center most likely with the second overall pick. They signed Vecchioni to ostensibly be the fourth C. They still have Belmar hanging out. Like now, they have a lot of centers. Like Couturier is just the three C, Charlie. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, but seriously, like they they've stockpiled a ton of forward talent that's NHL caliber. You would think at this point, like if you sign somebody, like where are you going to put him? Like I, I'd be. In theory, I'd be totally happy if they went after Justin Williams. I don't think he's going to cost that much money. I still think he's a good player. But, like, where would he go? Like, where do you play him? I think that they're going to get rid of a lot of contracts. Maybe. Before the expansion draft. Like, I think Cousins, Lawton, maybe Raffle. Like, I think a lot of them are going to be gone. We'll see. We'll e- see. Even if it's for sixth-round pick. The thing is, though, like, you, you still need another team to want those guys. It's true. So, But maybe it's a team that needs to expose someone in, a, in the draft. Mm. I'll tell you what's gonna happen. Uh-oh. Voracek, Gudis, oh, no. Raffle, oh, a two, two threes, and three fours for Alex Ovechkin. The fourth rounders, they seal it. That's what gets it done. That gets it done. I, I think you just may have explained a trade that, like, neither team would do. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> nobody would do this! <laughs> it was structured like a Christmas tree. It went like this. Who says like no? Everyone. <laughs> Everybody. The, only no reason, first. the only reason Washington wouldn't do that is because they don't want to trade Ovi in the division. Or they don't want to trade Ovechkin at all. That's like, foolish. I will you can say, improve yourself moving him. I will say Or that, you... Sorry, Kelly. Go no, ahead. I'm just... I, I agree that they should think about the possibility of moving I agree Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah, they have so many other pieces. Yeah. You could greatly improve yourself by moving one goal-scoring I, winger. Or I, I, or you make yourself worse. You could. Yeah. Uh, the way I look at it with, with any any big contract. We, we could be talking about Drew. We could be talking about Ovechkin. We could, hell, we could be talking about Crosby. Any big contract, almost any big contract, is going to be bad at the tail end. So, like, you're getting to the point where Ovechkin is overpaid for what he provides. Is Ovechkin still a good player? Absolutely. He's still a great player. He's still one of the best power play forwards in hockey. He's still okay at even strength. At least he was this year. But... Now you're paying him nine plus million dollars a year for the down years of a contract, and if you can get assets for that, if you can get a good package back for it, yeah, you have to consider it because you have to consider with any any player that's past the aging curve point where it's going down, you have to. I don't think they. Sh- I don't think they're going to do it because I don't think they're going to. Number one, I don't know if they want to. Number two, if they wanted to, I doubt they'd get an offer that was big enough to make them move him. But I don't think it's a dumb thing to explore the it. best gift we could ever give claude Giroux is alex ovechkin i don't know he's got a bad attitude i read some things <laughs> i love his bad attitude he's a sexy russian model <laughs> oh, oh God. Can, we, can we talk about that tweet store for a second here yes we should <laughs> what is the one line sorry but the size of your boner there it is <laughs> I That's my favorite. Exactly. Oh my god! I need to. Go, I'm gonna about, go find it. I'm gonna it. read it out loud. Oh my god! Well, keep this, this was Slava. Um, read it slowly. Not What's his last name? No, not Voinov. Thank you. Uh, Ma- with an M. Ma- Malamud. Yeah. Somebody. He's, who, he's apparently hated Ovechkin since Ovechkin was 18. It yeah. was a very special oh stream god. of words that brought a lot of joy to me. I will like day. as much as you can't put. A team's playoff failures on one guy, and as much as Ovechkin is great, 
I don't think will... he's on Twitter anymore, guys. <laughs> oh, he, he suspended his account? No. Oh, man. Somebody had to screen grab that. Hold on. See, I will say. Sometimes we ruin everything that's Wait, good. no, I found it. I found Yay! it. I, found All it right. I will say Ovechkin is paid to score goals, and in a game seven, they scored zero goals. No, I mean, they, you they, can they, blame them. They didn't play well in game seven. Yeah. One thing I will say, though. He didn't though, have a great series and, as a whole. And, and, and I implied this. Like, I played this a couple weeks ago. Like, one of the reasons why he got bumped down to the third line is because the dude could barely skate. Yeah, yeah he, he took a knee to knee. Because Kadri wrecked his yeah. knee in the first round. Like, yeah. that's what happened. But I want him on the Flyers <laughs> so bad. God, you're a crazy person sometimes. Oh, because I want sometimes. someone to score a goal? Well, I watched a team oh. that couldn't score a goal all year. I want them to get the best goal scorer available. Okay, even even if we're going to, like, you know, feed this delusion for a second, <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense from a structural standpoint because the Flyers would want to use him on the power play. Mm-hmm. Where is Ovechkin's spot? It's in the left faceoff circle where their power play quarterback already plays. Are, are, Charlie, if you'd watched my Facebook Live, you would know <laughs> I want to move the power play quarterback behind the net. Oh, God. <laughs> Everything is amazing. Idea. I, I mean, do you really want to change Claude Giroux's <laughs> entire strategy Like, yes. know, at age 30? Yep. Time for something new. All right. All right, Bill. All right, read the... <laughs> read Here we go. Slow. All right. Sorry about the size of your erection. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Cap's problems extend beyond a bad defensive pair and underperforming goalie. The failure is endemic and systematic. It's the result of choices. It's the result of choices. That was one of my favorites, it's the by result. the way. Right. So, I mean, it all flows and it makes sense in one paragraph, but the fact that it's tweet by tweet and that's how the first one ends, it's the result of choices. Like, damn right it is. Yeah. Uh, fanboy Time owner. Some game theory. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to say names. What's the name of? The, how do you say the name of the owner? Le, Leon. Oh, oh, uh, Leonsis. Yeah. yeah. Made in 2004 when he decided his business model would not be building a winner but servicing a marketable megastar. There's nothing wrong with building a team around a star, but it has to be the right kind of star. Ovi isn't the win first type. I've known Ovi since he was 17. 17. Three He's hated him since he was 17. Three was president's trophies. That means you were the best team in the league three times. A quarter of the years he was in the league, he was the best player on the best team. Can't win, though. Can't win. Kid was born with a silverware set in his mouth. Silverware set. Silverware set. 17. But hold this on. all because he hated him when he was a kid. Yeah. So, Ran up the score on him in a fucking <laughs> high school game, probably. But, but, like, can we talk about born with a silverware set in his mouth? Like, so not just a spoon, not just a spoon. spoon, all of the things, the ho- all, all of them, salad fork, dinner fork, <laughs> spoon, soup spoon, knife, steak knife, Oof. all of the things, you butter think knife, tougher. the whole thing. silver ones. <laughs> Always told he is the greatest. Teammates must be worthy, but his demands on himself stay the same. He is not the bloodied inspirational leader. He is the. <laughs> <laughs> the tousled haired, sexy, charismatic ruffian. That's what I always think yes. about when I think of Alex. He is damn good looking for a Russian. Yes, he is the NHL's favorite stripper who's been giving the hockey world a <laughs> Who's been giving the hockey world a lap dance for 13 years. Sorry, but the length of your erection, hockey world, is unhealthy by now. You need to face the truth. The Caps' personality cult culture is counterproductive to winning the cup. Fueled by innumerable fanboy blogs, the media whipped into terrified subservience by Caps' PR. The culture feeds on itself, kills all dissent, and spurns all criticism. Imagine taking yourself or (laughs) hockey this seriously. I 
love hockey and I love myself and it's all a big joke, guys. Imagine it's fucking grown men skating around on ice, <laughs> slapping a puck around. Imagine how long he's been waiting to go on this, this rant. Oh, this was... he wrote this months ago. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, Caps fans, that despite all the issues Oates and Hunter had, your main problem with them was trying to turn Ovi into a man of the system. No, you hate they were that. crap coaches. <laughs> you, want, you want your boy toy wild and free. Everyone wants this of Ovi, even Russian coaches. Compare this to Crosby, who will take any role on Canada without complaint. You call 87 a whiner, but who whined the loudest during the lockout, threatened to stay in the KHL? Who whines now, threatening to leave the league to get an Olympic trinket? While I agree with that. How do you say Leonsis bends over and tweet? The next word is backwards, but still. Like, it's still funny. Bends over backwards to satisfy all his ridiculous demands. This is a guy who looks out for himself and his public image. Wild and sexy rebel, patriot of motherland. <laughs> his only interest in the cup is how his reflection will look at it. Problem is, Leonsis, you said it to me four yeah, times. I got it right that it, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm has the same priorities. He has dissolved himself and the team in Ovechkin's 13-year-long marketing campaign. It worked out great financially. The price to pay is being humiliated every year by year by real winners. Congrats, Caps. You've sold a lot of t-shirts. Congrats, Caps fans. You've been had. Oh, and that sound you've just heard is your window of opportunity slamming shut. I hope this wild ride in the charisma train was fun. Rant out. Enjoy your Redskins minicamp. And this is why... Well, I did the whole thing about the randomness being a bad thing. I get that people want to explain the overreaction. Like, while, yes, the Capitals have lost, like, the only reason the last two years they didn't get to a conference final is because the playoff format's stupid. Yeah, yeah. See, what happened is, <laughs> like, in 2008, Alex Ovechkin died, and they replaced him with a body <laughs> double. <laughs> To perform out his duties. This is Paul McCartney. It's amazing. This is Paul McCartney. So this is a Canadian singer. Did Avril Lavigne? There was apparently, according to Twitter, we're going to get into it on yelling about sports, Bill. Okay, cool. Because I don't have much plan for that show. (laughs) Well, can can we like? He is the NHL's favorite stripper who's been giving the hockey world a lap dance for 13 years. Sorry, but the length of your erection, hockey world, is unhealthy by now. Except that the fact, man like, is in love. That is amazing. Ovechkin banged his girlfriend fight. or something. <laughs> he and his mom. Alexander Ovechkin, I have no doubt in my mind. That that's Imagine writing that and taking your... Like, imagine being a journalist and putting that in public. Like that's insane. You know, like how do you, you want any ounce of credibility left after writing that? You know, like when you want to send a text message to someone and you like put it in your iPhone notes so you can like get it perfect, <laughs> and you like go back every day and you like revise a couple of words. He's been doing that for like a year and a half oh, yeah. with 100%. that tweet storm. Oh yeah, and like, and, like yeah. every time he was so year. excited like, when like when the Maple yeah. Leafs looked like they might win yeah. that series. He was straight up jerking it to that. Oh yeah, for sure. Like those highlights were <laughs> those highlights to him were pornography. No, he whenever he would see on Twitter like someone talking about how great the Capitals were this year, he just go right back to that. Like, I can't wait till I can't wait. Can't, wait. <laughs> can't wait till I can send Wait, do they get to the line about the erections? They're gonna fucking die. I can't. Yeah. Cut the tweet off right at sorry at the length of your Boom. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, is that it? Taylor, is that just amazing. Are we done? No, oh, my God. We didn't even get to the playoff stuff tonight. Uh, oh, my yes. God. Yes, go Predators. That was yeah. amazing. Go Purge. Uh, go Purge. That is all the time we have for you on Broad Street Go Hockey. Sens. 
I mean, I'm cool with that. Eh. Eric Carlson. Oh, they're playing that ugh, hockey. I kind of want the Pens to win. Just you because. shut your whore mouth. <laughs> they're playing that. Ugh, we're just going to sit back and wait, hockey. At least the Pens skate. Not right. Yeah, but Eric Carlson looks Kelly, good. you're rooting for them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all, hate them all. We hate hockey. That's all the Sorry time. about the length of your erection. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the time we have for you on Broad Street Hockey Radio this week. Uh, the Flyers should absolutely trade for Alex Ovechkin. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, Philly. Are you ready to talk about sports? I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.